We have come back to Wizard's Sleeve, part two of the Halloween special. I hope you've had a spooky, spectacular week. We have some tricks in store for you. So, without further ado, Wizard's Sleeve with Daz, Lou, and Steve. <laughs> Have you not got any uh, golf stories or anything like that? I was thinking that when you're telling them, no. Because I, I could, I could, I mean, I've got a couple of things from like the Connie Club. Mm. Oh, you told me these. <coughs> yeah. So um, near where we live, there's um, a social club, a uh, local conservative club. None of us vote conservative, but you know, we cheap all booze. but we all went down there because it was like cheap booze, and we had two mates who happened to work behind the bar there. Giving um, a shout out to <laughs> and. Uh, and, um, you keep the same names, or say that they give you free drinks. <laughs> they give us free drinks right. and free pasties. Cheers, Chris. Uh, <laughs> and um, and well, we used to have lock-ins there, but it, it all kind of started where the first band that I was in, um, we used to when we were about nineteen or twenty, um, we used to um, rehearse in the function room of the club. Now, the, the club was set out like it had a function room, then it had a bar in the middle, and then like the, the kind of members room. So it was kind of all one big thing, just split up by a bar. So you could actually shout someone across the bar to the next room, you know. Um, so we used to record the... When we were rehearsing, we used to, I just had like a, one of those old tape recorders, you know, the fucking like, press play and record. play and record at the same yeah. time to record onto a cassette, yes. kids, a cassette. Oh, and uh, <coughs> and we were we and there was one, and I remember when we'd finished recording one night. What? The stay had one. Oh boy! No, I didn't. You did. I didn't. I didn't. From uh, Home Alone. Phil yeah. Lee had one, I think. With Phil Lee? Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Surprise. <laughs> That's the second album. time I mentioned Phil Lee in any one of these podcasts. <laughs> he's doing well. He got blasted in the face with a paintball. <laughs> <laughs> now he's fucking Macaulay Culkin. Not mate. fucking Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Michael Jackson did that. <laughs> oh, Phil Lee. We have no proof otherwise. <laughs> um, and, um, Phil, Phil Lee, give us a call. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> They're both so... So I was listening to this tape, and as you can imagine, because we're stood in like this kind of large room, like literally all the instruments on like on the dance floor. So the recording was very echoey, very distant kind of thing, and especially when we're talking with each other between the songs and stuff like that, the voices are very echoey, very in the distance, you know. And there's just a bit in this video, in the video, in this in this recording where. We're all talk. There's no. We're not playing any music. We're talking about whatever it is we're talking about, and you can hear all four of us in the background chatting away, mm. laughing and stuff like that. And then suddenly, a voice came from the from the recording, but it was as if someone had walked right up to the microphone, and they said, "Like, I mean, I can remember the word to this day, but it's completely unintelligible and it doesn't mean anything." It was the word "ardeva." Ah. That that was the sound that it made, but it was like everyone's chatting away in the background and stuff like that. Then suddenly you just heard, "Ah, Deva," like that, and it was literally like that kind of musical. Mm. 
And um, I remember listening back to it, and the thing is, it doesn't sound like any one of us. It no. doesn't sound like anyone's voice. It's just like a generic voice. And and we and and we never we were never able to explain it. Another time, we were um, we were playing through a song, and um, I think I, I was teaching Burke something on bass. Um, Adam Burke. So. <laughs> Um, so we're going through this song like da 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 da, and then as soon as we stopped, we heard from outside there was like a large kind of like doorway that opened up onto like a onto like a garden type thing. Um, just and because we had the shutters down on the whole building, outside through the shutter, as soon as we finished this song, we heard someone go hello, outside. Now naturally, we just thought. Or someone's heard us playing and they want to know what's going on, so they've just come to say hello. Well, we've all we've all been there when someone yeah. turned up. Um, bearing in mind, though, we we did. I forgot to mention this. We did re- the rehearsals that we did started on. We used to do it on like Thursday nights, but we used to do it after the place had shut. Yeah, after hours. So it was from midnight till about sometimes four in the morning. You know that we'd rehearse. So it's definitely after midnight, and we heard someone go hello outside. The thing, so we just we kind of shit ourselves because we thought, "Oh fuck, someone's come!" Because you know we've actually had the police down in the past when we were there because um, someone accidentally tripped the silent alarm. Um, so we kind of like me and me and Burke both heard it. Mm. So we both we both like looked at each other and like, "Fuck, there's someone outside." So we said to Chris, who worked there, we said, "Chris, there's someone outside." It was like, you what? It was like, right, okay, well, I guess we'd best go and see who it is. So we went to the front entrance and we opened the shutter, fully expecting somebody to be stood outside, like saying, like, what's all this noise coming from here? Or, you know, or, or maybe even like the, the, you know, the, 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 one of the guys that ran the place, you mm. know, one of the bosses turning yeah. up, you know, um, to give us a good bollocking. But we opened the shutter and there was nobody there. And we were like walking around the building, sort of saying hello, hello, and there was nobody there at all. Mm-hmm. You do once there a Ouija board on the. We did a couple of Ouija boards in there, yeah. Snooker table. Yeah, I mean, there, there was other times as well when I mean, Chris and um, I think I'm sure I'm sure Jay had heard this as well, like when they were there on their own after hours. I know Jace. Yeah, like like um, like like restocking the fridges, you know, doing whatever you do after you close a bar, you know, mopping the floor and whatnot, just on his own. Um, he heard somebody from the kitchen area because the kitchen kind of led into the where they kept all the barrels. Um, he heard someone say hello again, hello like that, just like as if someone's walked in or you yeah. know whatever. And obviously, like you, the place is shut. You're startled because you're like, "Christ, is someone else in here?" You know. But again, he went through, and there was no one there. So that was, you know, that was like my the only kind of experience I've had with what you could consider like a haunting or something yeah. like that. Um, I mean, but, it's pretty Jay's not here because he's got some, between him and Wool. They've got a couple of good stories from the angel. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. The, the old door rattling. Oh, one we'll get another. JT in next time. Fucking yeah. hell. But um, I'll be doing some fucking editing that there. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man, man will go out of his way. <laughs> your so bleep, you, your bleep machine will be melting. Yeah, ba- basically, you're best DNA off not there. telling him what he can't say. 
and just leave them to it because that'll be easier for you because otherwise you'll go out of his way just to say everything. Yeah. But you can't. Don't. But no, it's, um, I mean, going back to the, um, me grandma and granddad's old house, that was a way of life. I hate the upstairs, especially the back box bedroom. Yeah. And um, my granddad used to, um, he slept in there sometimes. He said they were, um, what term did he use? I think he said they were gremlins. But there was something mooching about in the room at night. Again, sort of place, because here I walk around, I mean, we're going back to the human fear of the dark sort of thing, Mm. the unknown, but um, here I'll I'll quite happily wander about in pitch black darkness, you know, every light off, because I know where everything is, and I'm not, doesn't worry me, my grandma and granddad's, I would not go upstairs without the lights on, and as soon as I had done whatever I needed to do, I, I, I ran back down the stairs it was just a really and if, if, if you ask me mum or obviously if you still here my grandma and granddad it was just a really oppressive feeling yeah. upstairs it was just weird huh. I've thought of a couple well they weren't really ghost stories but they were weird things that happened when I was a kid uh, one was um, my grandma used to have this neighbour who we dubbed the witch who was just really cranky like miserable, evil, bitter bitch that lived next door. Anyway, her husband died, and there was this whole hoo-ha about how he died, and whatever. Um, and then um, she was, she started dating this younger guy. He looked younger anyway. She was... I can't remember she was. She must have been in like a, a, a 60s, and we should white her. Really horrible woman. And um, I looked at... Like, my, my auntie lived across the road from hers, and my grandma lived next door to her. I was always at my auntie's and I, you could see her house. It was like the house you see from the window. Mm. And one day, um, apparently she died and there was loads of police around and loads of guys in like hazmat, you know, fucking like full on, um, what, is that what it's called? Yeah. Like forensics. Ain't yeah, forensics and shit. Apparently they found her on the kitchen counter and her entire skin had turned to black. Fair enough. So she'd been out for a few days. <laughs> I don't know, it was just it was just weird, like She joined a minstrel group. Yeah. She's just really racist. Oh her boyfriend was um uh black. Let's try to think then. Black is the correct term. Let's bring JT and ask him. Um another time, behind behind my house there's like um it's like a it's like a a bit of a bit of woods. Ish, not really. It's like a lot of bramble and like you can't go through it basically. It's um it's part of a um a, like an industrial estate, but there's like a dip under the estate where there's like a lot of tree and shit, so they can't build it. It's really narrow. It's just like behind my house is my garden. Then there's the bramble, and then after that some more fences, and then it leads to like a footpath down. Like it goes all the way down. It's like you, you can't really go into it. But me and my friend Lee one day we thought screw it. Like my dad. My dad, remember, we used to always kick our ball over this fence. My dad turned part of the fence into a gate mm. so you could go into this uh, wooded area that wasn't really ours. But it was just to, to get to the park. And when, when they used to cut all the plants and shit, and they used to just throw it over there. <coughs> well, you know, it's biodegradable. Mm. Um, anyway, me and my friend Lee thought, oh, we'll, we'll try and... 
because we used to hang out through the like because if you go if you like look past the bramble and then the fence and then a bit more woods, there was an area that uh, my friend Anthony lived and we could hang around. It was just like a quick away getting to his. And um, there was this metal. So we walked around. There was like a metal fence. And we we managed to undo one of the bolts so we could slide it and get through. So all we need to do then was cut some of the bramble through. So we're cutting through this bramble. Ages took us ages to get through it. And we found this grid on the floor. Great, and uh, it was we, we were sort of like in a cave of bramble. It was like really thick, and we were cutting it for ages getting through. So we made it like, like a couple, like about four foot high, so you could like crawl through. Mm. And we found this grid underneath it all, which is weird. It's like <coughs> there's a grid here, yeah. And there was a cross that someone had tied together with twine, placed on top of it. Shit, weird. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. It creeped me out. I was like, right, I'm gonna go back home. I'm gonna go back in. It's fair enough. Would you, so be, like, would you be... Go on. Go on. No, I was just saying... I like, was going to complete the same I can subject. see it, like, from my window, and I... Yeah. I can't see the grip, but I can see the bramble. I, just, I know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you Would you ever go on a ghost walk? Um, I, I went on the, the Edinburgh one, the most haunted uh, castle in Britain. This, yeah. this, this isn't, that, isn't that like 100 people going that or something? There was a few. We did it at 12 o'clock at night. Um, I went mm. to college. Uh, tutors went right. Come on, let's go and do this haunted walk. And you, you go in the castle, and it was it was winter, so there was like a good few inches of snow. I was shit faced. I had a bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> in my pocket that had half gone by this point. And um, we were going through it all, and he's tell I can't honestly can't remember most of it. I just remember being really cold. And at the end of it, they go into this like outdoor jail, and they lock he locks the door behind him. And I'm claustrophobic anyway, so I'm starting to freak out, <laughs> wasted. And he tells us all these spooky stories and blah, blah, blah. And it's like middle of the night. He w- and he's walking out, walking out, some fucker jumps out with a big mask on, screaming. And I jumped a mile. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do it again. I love yeah. that. I love that. I- yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's uh, that sounds cool, that. But if there's a guy there with a mask on as part of the act, then it becomes something else, doesn't it? It becomes like an attraction, like a tourist thing, doesn't it? Yeah, I... I- it's sort of yeah. What I'm talking about is like when you go to like these random ha- old houses or you know like ha- supposedly haunted pubs where they have like. I got asked to go on what, the, the TV uh, show. The do settings at the boy bar in town. Oh, do it. Mm. We should go on there. We should go on a ghost walk and, and report back. No, yes. what we should do is get a camera with a, um, you know, the night vision. Yeah, yeah. Get a couple of them. One film. Get someone for film us three, and. Uh, Everyone that we can hold as well. Film. Yeah. There's a place up near Tockholes that run about going mm. some ruins mm. that are supposed to be haunted. The only problem with that is I feel alright. Well, I'm saying I feel alright. I'd be shitting myself, but be entertaining. I feel alright going just there. It's the fact that less than half a mile away is a renowned. Dogging car park. Yeah, the, do- the main dogging car park. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things. Yeah, uh, I don't want a uh, bottom style cock coming through the edge <laughs> of the year ten. <laughs> <laughs> a bottom style cock. For anyone who's listening, that means the TV show Bottom. <laughs> bottom, a new form of cock. <laughs> but no, again, I've um, travelled up and down the country, stayed in places that I've found out since. I suppose it would have been some of the most haunted places in the country. It's like, right. what the? Yeah. I mean, we're staying in a pub and 
it's renowned for the, the room we stayed in for people not being able to sleep. I mean, maybe it's because we've done like a 19 hour day before we got bed and we only had like three hours kit before. So it was, it was well worth paying the money for the room. Um, yeah, and this spot's faces, children's faces appearing in the ceiling and laughing and one thing and another. Pretty fucking thing. But again, after 19 hours of like being on the road and then doing a slog at work and whatnot, you get bed and you get asked. You could be surrounded by ghouls. Oh, um, we stayed in one, and it was this, like, prop, really big, and I mean really big Victorian house, like five, six bedroom place. And it, it was just weird, because it still had kids' toys in it, like, uh, booties and stuff hung up on the window. Mm. And apparently the, what was the story behind Apparently this place was supposed to be answered because the, by the by the kid because he uh, accidentally got hung as a accidentally well yeah accidentally hung itself yeah right, a lot a lot of kids hang themselves with the uh, wires off the side of blinds all oh, right well it's it's a big danger it sounds like I've got kids I don't have you got blinds <laughs> but uh, no the other, do you remember Jenny Metcalf yeah you know she used to live at the house at Four Lane End yeah. Uh, the one apparently somebody hung herself there but they new houses not the one she lit the one that's nearly on par with Manchester Road right uh, it sticks out on it oh right you, you've right. got you've got the church and then you've got an house that kind of sticks out oh, yeah. further in the thing yeah. and then you've got some further back that they're the new build but yeah somebody hung themselves in there and um, apparently somebody yeah, saw somebody swinging from upstairs, wandering about, and one thing or another. She said it was always a quite a creepy place to be. Yeah. One of my neighbours hung himself. Two brothers living together, and he came home one day and he found his brother hung. Was he jealous? So <laughs> <laughs> him walking out of the shower. <laughs> saw that he was hung. Yeah, got it. I, it's a funny thing for <laughs> when ends though, because I mean the uh, the fireplace shop, where it used to be the dive shop, allegedly the guy who owned the dive shop, he hung himself upstairs, right? Because he had fem- apparently female ghosts coming to him every evening, and they wouldn't leave him alone. So eventually, he just went mad and hung himself. I get that. But it's just it's just weird <laughs> the uh, the falling ends thing because weren't these when Wolf was looking after the arms? Certain things going on in the arms as well. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but the, that I mean, this because <clears throat> I remember when he was when Jack when Jackie and Pauline went on holiday and he were basically living upstairs. We're on about having a bit of a lock in with because Barney just bought a night vision camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to play my horror game. Yes. Yeah, go on. I'm not got a name for this game. Right. But it's a it's like a it's like a truth or bollocks game. Right. Truth or bollocks. <laughs> Horror special! Yeah. I was trying to think of one, but I came up with a, a Truth or Skr, if that's a, a take on Truth or Dare. Yeah. So it doesn't really work. No. Not on radio. Right, basically, I'm going to tell you three facts about right. a horror movie. Right. And one of them is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Uh, I've got two rounds of this, so... I've not got a uh, 
the side I wrote at the end. So if it's a draw, it's just a draw. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say, well played, guys. Like a good English game. Yeah. yeah. Good show of boys. Right. So let's play... Uh, let's come up with the name quick. I'll do a jingle when I'm at home. Um, Truth or bollocks. Horror special. <laughs> special, special. Right, fuck it. Truth or bollocks, horror special. Okay, this is the first one. The blob was inspired by a Philadelphia Inquirer report that the police had found a mysterious mass of a jelly-like substance. Discuss. All right. Uh, oh, wait, wait. I'm going to tell you these three facts, and we're going to, like... You two can, like... So the blob was based on a true fact where people... Where someone found... See, that's... It was inspired by a Philadelphia Inquirer report. The police had found a mysterious mass of a jelly-like substance. That, what, what that was? sounds like it could be plausible to be honest. Well, if it's the if it's the Inquirer, aren't they the ones that make up like a lot of bullshit, like Bat Boy and stuff like that? Um, it's, it's not. It's not if the, the Inquirer is true or false. It's if what I'm saying is true or bollocks. All right. Okay. Um, it's. Uh, you have to decide right now. I've got two more. All right, okay, go on. All right, two. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho was the very first American movie to show a toilet flushing on screen. <laughs> right. That's a very Lewis statement. If that's the thing, but, you see. But I think that's the true one. Go on, what's the third one? Do you remember true? No, so one's I'm, true, one's true. I've got three, one. I've got oh, three sorry. and only one. Go no, on. wait, no, yeah, two are true, and one's bollocks. <laughs> sorry. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Get, it, get your story straight, man. <laughs> right, go on, what's the third Here's one? Here's the three. A guy sued Warner Brothers after defecating in the cinema during a screening of The Exorcist. They settled out of court, meaning the Warner Brothers paid for his new pants. Right, okay. See, that could be true as well. So, people I, think, I think the psycho one is definitely true. Um, and I think possibly the blob one is true as well. Harry? Um, oh, um... I'll pick, I'll have two and three. I'll go with the exorcist and the, uh, cycle. Okay. Do you have any, uh, thoughts? One and three. One and three. I'm afraid Steve's right. <laughs> the, the guy actually, um... <laughs> you are home. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't shit himself, the guy. No. No. I he pissed the... himself. I actually forgot the fact now. <laughs> what do you mean? He did something that happened to the guy. But, uh, oh, he did sue one of them. He did sue him in the one, yeah. But he didn't shit himself. Right. I twisted the truth for this right. entertainment. Okay. Right. So even, even the bollocks one is based on facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it wasn't, it wasn't, ah, ah, yeah, but still alive, but that's what makes it so... Yeah. yeah. I thought I almost <laughs> threw you with the psycho... Uh, psycho no, no, I, I've, I've, I heard that somewhere before. You ready for uh, round two? Yeah. Bing, bing! Psycho as well, sorry, just another fact. Psycho was also the first film um, that for was sure in, a ci- in a cinema that you had to go and watch it from the start. You had to actually go for the start time. They won't let you in otherwise. They won't let you in otherwise. Wow. Whereas before that, you could walk into a cinema, like my dad tells me about times when he'd, he'd go to what? Well, 
my mum and my dad to say, like, what you do is you go to the cinema, you go in to watch the film, and it might be halfway through. You'd watch it to the end, then sit there and wait for it to start and watch the first half. Fucking hell. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But that's the way it was done. Psycho was the first film that kind of regulated start times and said you you, you must turn up for when the st- film starts. Wow. I didn't know that. You ready for a uh, round two? Yep. Yeah. Truth or bollocks? Horror special. The her in the movie It was actually Tim Curry's real her. Right. <laughs> what? Hang on, hang the on, clown, hang on. the clown, it. That Pennywise, red, yeah. Sorry, Pennywise, yeah. Punk band. Um, his her was actually Tim Curry's real her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> was it sleep? Hang on, we've got another two yet. Yeah, you, go on. you don't need to decide yet, Steve. I'm not. So I'm going to tell you the rest, and then we're going to discuss them. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Number two. I'll take number three first. In 2001, an incident happened in which the son of the author of The Birds was terrorised by seagulls. <laughs> right, okay, what's the second one? It's entirely possible seagulls are a <laughs> cunt of a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you never hit the end of it, do you? <laughs> The Texas Chainsaw Massacre's Leatherface was originally called Richard, dubbing the movie as Dickhead instead of Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna go with one and three on that one. I think. Well, see, I want to pick two. <laughs> I want two to be true, <laughs> but I don't think it is. Um, yeah, I'll go with two and three. Why not? I've already won down. Might as well have a double. I'm afraid um, Steve was right. It was uh Oh. I'm the winner. It wasn't called Dickhead. It wasn't. <laughs> dickhead Massacre. The Texas Dickhead Massacre. Oh, fucking hell. It was called something else, though, and I forgot that as well. I was supposed to write them down, the actual. Because um, that was um, called. It was something. It was called something like Meathead originally, something like that. Right. That was Truth or Bollocks. Horror Special! <laughs> Fucking hell. Then we need to do some fan fiction, I think. Because the fans just won't stop mailing me about it. <laughs> they won't fucking leave me alone. When's Steve going to read some new fan fiction, they say? If you've got any that you've written, send it in. We'll read it. Magnolia <laughs> fans sent a message in saying, <laughs> When's Steve going to do some fan fiction? I'm going to find every one of these fuckers. <laughs> Fuck wizard sleeve. Fuck it in its stupid ass. <laughs> well, you can. I'm going to tell him though. You can eat my shit. <laughs> shit it out. I'm going to make it look like someone shot in your cereal. Bong. Bong. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Kevin Smith's really to just. Talking about Kevin Smith, I think Clerks 3 should be shot in black and white. I don't think it should be made. Although, because 2 was fucking awful. But he's going on about like getting. Um, the reason he's not made it so far is because he couldn't get the um, budget. But I think he should make it with the same budget he made the first one. 
get a load of credit cards out again. Well, however much he spent on it, the equivalent to that now. Uh, Instead of like, I think I think the budget for Clerks was ten grand. Right. Ten grand now. What twenty years later? I don't know. I'm not an an economist. Louis just gave me the dirtiest look ever for me for not for, for not being an economist. I can't believe you're not an economist. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> Horror special. When I get on, I've got Halloween themed food that I'm going to nosh on. I've got some uh, Halloween themed hot dogs. Oh, they Halloween themed. They're um, they've got pumpkins uh, like printed on the side of them. Right. Spooky. Printed on the side of them. Do you know like? Sign of hot dogs. Yeah, it's like it you know, just stamped on. You know, the a hot dog is like <coughs> I don't really call it hot dog color. Brown, brown. Yeah, yeah. Well, the hot dogs are darker brown. The hot dogs dark. I mean, brown. the pumpkin uh, picture is like a darker brown. So what they've like branded it onto the hot dogs? I guess so. Yeah. That's a shit job. <laughs> <laughs> right, your job this morning, Terry, is branding these hot dogs. They've got four million of them. Again. And then it needs to be done before lunchtime. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Right. So now we're going to do um, my favourite segment and everyone's favourite segment. Uh, Matt, due to popular demand uh, by the masses, we're going to have um, a reading by Steve. I'll hit the jingle now. Aliens, fucking, drinking, smoking in space. Fan fiction with Steve. This one is called. A present from Peter by someone called Amy. A-M-I. Um, there's no other thing to credit, so... What site is it on? Amy. It's on uh, squidge.org. Squidge.org. Yeah. <coughs> so I'll just read from the beginning, Daz. Yes. <coughs> okay. Egon trudged up the stairs. Wait, he's carrying in the middle there. Carrie! Do you want to hear some... Flash fiction. <laughs> flash fiction. See, this, is, this is a really well rolled joint. <laughs> there go. Anyway, uh, this one is called "A Present from P- uh, A Present from Peter" by Amy, and it's on Squidge.org. Egon trudged up the stairs to his and Peter's shared bedroom. He was extremely grateful that they had already begun converting the other rooms in the firehouse to bedrooms when he and Peter had gotten together, since it meant that they had been able to move right in. He didn't even want to think of what it would have been like to make love with Peter while in the bunk room. Egon opened the door. Awkward. Awkward. Just Ray just wanking on edge at bed. Enthusiastically. Egon opened the door and froze at the sight that met his eyes. Mirth overtook him as he laughed out loud, prompting a few companionable chuckles from his lover. So, Spengs, you like? Peter said, mock innocently around the sprig of mistletoe cleansed between his teeth. Shaking his head, Egon collapsed to his knees and gasped for breath. Peter was lying in the middle of their bed with a sprig of mistletoe between his teeth and a Santa hat on his head, naked. Grinning smugly, Peter wriggled his eyebrows and said, Come and unwrap your present. Egon Egon snorted, wiping at his eyes 
and walked over to his lover. He's gonna give him a slimy. <laughs> <laughs> he slimed me. He reached down to take the mistletoe from Peter's lips and examine it. Thank, thank God you got the non-poisonous variety, Dr. Venkman, he said before tracing a path with the herb to, to the hollow of Peter's throat and his navel. He circled that teasingly before pouting on top of his lover with a throaty chuckle. A throaty northern chuckle. Peter, you always come up with the most interesting ideas. He wrapped his arms around the man in question tightly, buried his face against his throat, and rumbled one last laugh. <laughs> Only the best for you, Spengs, Peter whispered teasingly. Egon fixed Peter with a gaze full of humour and affection. You look rather foolish, Peter, he chuckled. Huh, Peter griped. And this is the thanks I... Peter never got the chance to finish. He didn't mind. By the time he'd gotten Egon's clothes off, they were tangled in the sheets and laughing like children. <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter leaned up to lick and suck on his lover's collarbone. Egon smiled as their exertions. Egon smiled as their exertions so far had not managed to knock Peter's hat off. It was slightly askew, giving him a, giving him a rakish look. But it's, but it was still atop his head. Egon chuckled and rolled them over, rolled them to the, rolled them to their sides, capturing Peter's mouth for a searing kiss. <laughs> hands began roving. Peter rubbing Egon's back. Egon's hands roaming over Peter's chest and pinching his nipples hard enough to make Peter groan. Oh, Egon! Mm, you taste so good, Peter. Egon moaning, nibbling the dark-haired man's ear. Thanks, Spengs. But could you please fuck me? Peter shouted, frustrated beyond belief. I will need to get the lubricant first, Egon started. I already did it, Peter interrupted him, a blush staining his cheeks. <laughs> Prepared myself, that is. <clears throat> Ooh. Oh. Delicious oh. Egon's delicious arsehole. Venk Venkman's delicious arsehole. Oh, hang on, it's gone off. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Egon's eyebrows rose as he traced a finger down Peter's chest, circling around his nipple and navel along the way. He bypassed his lover's straining cock and stroked down Peter's cleft, circling around the psychologist's slick hole. He carefully inserted his index finger into Peter's ass, unerringly hitting his lover's prostate. Peter yelped, Egon, come on! He begged, pushing, pushing back onto his lover's hand. Oh. Be at ease, Peter. I will give you what you want. Egon said as he slid all the way inside his lover with one smooth stroke. <laughs> he, paused, he paused a moment to fight off the need to come right then. 
then began thrusting in a slow tempo, grunting as Peter slammed back against him hard. (sighs) Apparently, Peter wasn't willing to wait. That was good, neither was he. Right to it. He'd just been holding back for Peter's sake. Egon's body moved faster now, leaning back slightly to give him room for his lover to move. And move, Peter did. Leaning up to nip and kiss and wants to grab a mouthful of skin and tug. Peter grabbed onto Egon's back, fingers slipping for purchase on skin. Finally, with a desperate groan, he draped one leg over Egon's and pulled himself as close as he could, encouraging Egon to fuck him hard. Egon complied, moaning loudly into Peter's mouth at the sensations of flooding his groin. (laughs) Well... Peter's groan smoothed out into harsh pants, now intermingled with the panting above him, each being lost again as sound was swallowed more into more kisses, returning with more harsh whispers, more panting pleas for something, more or simply echoes of one or the other's name. Egon Peter, Egon Peter. (laughs) Egon managed to nearly say Peter's name once before Peter gave a cry. For a second, both bod- for a second, both bodies froze before Peter was writhing beneath Egon, and Egon was thrusting hard into his lover. Hands clenched, skin legs wrapped tightly around each other, bodies moving together as if in an erotic, almost violent dance. A, a long, tortured wail began, and Peter tensed, throwing his head back as he came. Egon wrapped his hand around Peter's arm and held on, whispering words of love, words of encouragement and endearment. When Peter screamed Egon's name, all motion seemed frozen. One on top of the other, only their hips moving, thrusting the last few times, trembling of thigh muscles as Egon held himself up and drove himself down, the rhythmic clutching of Peter's long fingers around his lover's arms. Another shattered cry and Egon collapsed, his brain melted. If you'd asked him to add two plus two together, he would not even have understood the question. Egon landed on top of his lover, who moved as bonelessly as he could, though Peter collected him well enough to hold him in place, curling around him. There was a gasp for air and a whispered, Oh. 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 Then, as quickly as they had begun, they fell into stillness. Merry Christmas, Egon, Peter said softly. Oh no, I said that with a bit. <laughs> I said that with too much kind of pizzazz, you know. Merry Christmas, Egon. Got mine. That's what I do, that. Merry Christmas, love. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Egon, Peter said softly. Egon opened half the dead eyes and purred. Merry Christmas, Peter. I'll have to come up with something special for New Year's. I'm looking forward to it, Spengs, Peter said before snuggling uh, snuggling against the physicist. Egon wrapped his arms around his lover and held on tight, falling asleep in love's arms. The end. It's quite romantic, that, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's not full-on shagging, it's like making love. (laughs) Spectacular. Right, well... I think that's been a pretty good Halloween special for the, for our first year. Yep. It has. It has. Even, it's, even if it's fucking over two hours long. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for making it this song. Uh, 
and good night. I find that I find <laughs> goodbye is always awkward. Oh, yeah, starting and finishing. This has been Wizard of the Sleeve. <laughs> Keep it real.